0: The Environmental Protection Agency is not just a policy-making body. It's also a first responder to spills or releases of substances that could harm the environment. That takes equipment. The EPA's Office of Inspector General has found the agency needs to sharpen up its management of response equipment. Joining me with the details, the Director of Efficiency Audits, Mike Davis. Mr. Davis, good to have you on.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: I guess people may not realize how much hardware the EPA has in the first place. Tell us a little bit about the program you were looking at.
1: Sure. We're looking at the program where the first responders respond to incidents. And the program we looked at dealt with their Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Response Equipment, which obviously that program needs equipment to respond to national incidents.
0: So they might be responding together with other federal agencies in some instances, I imagine.
1: Sure. Sure. Often national responses will involve other federal agencies as well as local and regional municipalities and governments too.
0: And what prompted you to look at the management of the equipment that the EPA owns or operates?
1: Well, EPA's mission is to protect the environment and public health, and this equipment plays a vital role in that mission. We're talking about releases of contaminants, it could be chemical, biological, or radiological. You know, equipment is used to detect those levels of contaminants, and monitor them and to make suggestions on how its response should be handled. So, as part of the OIG's mission, we make sure that there's no fraud, waste, or abuse within EPA through audits, investigations, and evaluations. So we wanted to do an audit of the equipment because that's certainly critical to EPA's mission and we want to make sure there was no, no waste and that it's efficiently managed. So. That is why we decided to look at this Homeland Security and Emergency Response Equipment and our audit.
0: And you found that they do have an electronic information system for tracking inventories of things of this nature, but that they didn't use it and spent money outside of that existing system and still didn't get really good inventory management results. Tell us more about that.
1: Exactly. One of our objectives was to determine whether EPA was efficiently managing and tracking the equipment. And what we discovered was that that was not the case. They were not uh, using one system to track their inventory of this critical equipment. And so as a result, not all of that equipment was actually and the the agency's system that's used to track that equipment, and then some of that equipment that was in the system to track it was was not accurate, so we made recommendations to improve how that equipment is managed and tracked
0: and just briefly, what is the nature of this equipment? Is it small pieces of gear like the size of a bread box, or I guess in some cases it's large vehicles also
1: correct it's It can be a very small. Uh, item of equipment used to monitor the the atmosphere or it can be something as big and bulky as a tractor trailer that's used in uh, the process of responding to an incident.
0: And by having more than one inventory system and the two of them didn't sync up, it sounds like the EPA was spending money it didn't need to spend also.
1: Well, that's that's certainly what we questioned was, why are we spending money to do two things when we should just be doing it once? You know, we discovered that uh, they are spending a little over a half a million dollars a year for what is supposed to be the system that this equipment is tracked in, while at the same time, at least in three regions that we visited, spending another $2.3 million to track that same equipment in a different way. We really should just have one system and be paying for that system that's most efficient.
0: We're speaking with Mike Davis. He's Director of Efficiency Audits in the Office of the Inspector General at the EPA. And ultimately, did the EPA at least get a clear picture of the equipment that it had and what was available and in good working order to be able to use?
1: Yeah, they certainly took some corrective actions based on the findings we had during the audit. Uh, some of the items that were not in the system we found and reported to EPA and they added them into the system. And uh, some of the items that were listed in the system that were broken, they also made sure to identify the status of that equipment so that it doesn't look as if it's actually available when it's not because of it being in a broken or disrepair type of status.
0: it looks like you had about a half dozen recommendations, but the agency only went along with half of them.
1: Yes, we had five recommendations. The agency agreed with two recommendations and disagreed with the other three. But all five of the recommendations we have defined as unresolved because for the two that they did agree, they did not provide a corrective action or a milestone for those corrective actions, although they did agree with the recommendation. So, you know, we want to make sure that they have a corrective action that will address a recommendation and and that we know when it will be completed. So that's why those two are unresolved, even though they agreed with those two recommendations. The other three recommendations, they just disagreed with the recommendations. So uh, we plan to meet with the agency and the action officials within the responsible program offices next week and attempt to resolve the recommendations.
0: What is it that they that you recommended that they don't want to do?
1: Well, they, for example, said they have a system, one system to track the equipment and that they've been using it. Therefore, there's no need to institute a corrective action to respond to that recommendation. And obviously, our point is, well, if that was the case, we wouldn't have the <laughs> have the findings that that we did. You know, they might have a system, but it's not being used, as well as they talk about having a requirement to correctly record the status of the equipment, whether it's broken or, or unused. They say that they are already doing that, so although we make a recommendation that they need to do that because we found instances where that was not the case, and so the controls need to be improved to ensure that happens, uh, they're saying, well, you know, we already have a requirement and do that. So uh, we're going to discuss those areas next week and hopefully come to some kind of resolution.
0: Sounds like these aren't information technology issues so much as just management and Yes, we're going to do these procedures in this manner types of issues.
1: Yes, it's it's really more a matter of implementing the the controls and the requirements that are already out there. It's it's really, as you said, Tom, more of a, a management issue.
0: And I guess it could be an environmental issue if something should happen and they think that there's a working piece of equipment there and there isn't, then they could have some trouble carrying out the mission.
1: Oh, Absolutely. It's, it's critical that these recommendations and corrective actions are uh, instituted because it, it, it is critical to the protection of the public health and the environment. Anytime you're talking about equipment that's used to, to monitor such things as chemical, biological, radiological, or any other type of uh, contaminant that's released to the, the environment that could have an impact on public health, that, that's an important issue that needs to be addressed.
0: Mike Davis is Director of Efficiency Audits in the Office of the Inspector General at the EPA. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: We'll post this interview along with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.